millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to health care, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And this is the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. We were joined by a bona fide football legend, Sir Jeff Hurst. He's on good form. He was uh, joined by Matt Lorenzo, and uh, Matt has produced a new documentary on Jeff's uh, great career. Really interesting stuff. And Jeff talked a bit of England as well. Um, Rick Waitman. Rock God joined us. Yes. Uh, had a couple of anecdotes, as always. He's touring at the moment. Talked a bit of football. A man with two clubs close to his heart. Um, we had a bit of a chat, didn't we? As we usual. did, yeah. Some interesting bits and pieces from you, the listeners. And also the birthday spread, which was a day earlier as we're not here tomorrow. So, anyway, here it all is. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. Can we kick off by mm. looking at the quite loaded subtext of Reese James's tweet that Fletch just read out in the bulletin. <laughs> Devastated. The minute I injured my knee, I knew the turnaround to make the World Cup would be tight, but I always felt it was possible. I've worked harder than I ever thought I could to give myself the best chance mm. of going. Truly believed I could help the team. I appreciate there was a risk on both sides, but it was one I was willing to take. Good luck to the boys. I'll be back soon. Stay safe and sending love. Now, that sounds like a player that's... Yeah, felt he, that he, he wanted probably to go done enough. He would have been all right. He'd done enough to go. Well, look, mm. he might have been in the later stages. The, the thing is, a lot of England uh, managers have, have been criticised for taking players that aren't fit. That even when they do go, yeah. they break down very quickly and they're not match sharp. He is a key player, though, isn't he? He's one of our better players. You yeah, but it's, you're asking a lot. No, you know, you've had no football for about five or six weeks. Then you come into a World Cup and you're supposed to play at full. I'm not yeah. sure. I think it's probably. Have the you right got your decision. Chelsea hat on there, no, Andy? I haven't got my Chelsea. You have, hat. haven't you? I haven't. You want him fresh and firing for <laughs> Boxing Day, well, don't since you? Since we've only taken two points. Why were you punching you, the air just since now? Since we've only taken two points since he got injured, I yeah. think that'd be fair. No, wouldn't it? it's a difficult one. I mean, yeah. we've just been talking about the options there. I mean, it's it's probably good for Trent. I mean, Ben White can play. Yeah, like in a couple of positions. Yeah, but Trippier is going to be. He impressed me the other day. Ben the main man, but he is a key position. But anyway, look, we we it's a real. It's sort of personal shame for him. And then Sadio Mane, that's a real blow as well. You, you know, the whole reason we, we always felt the players would be fit and firing. Mm. We hadn't really factored in the muscle injuries a lot yeah. of them would pick up playing all these the games. They play so many games. They play so many games and squeeze yeah, in a complete I mean, Champions League qualifying before they got off. Yeah. The whole thing's quite depressing, especially World Cup ambassador Khalid Salman has, oh, yeah. has made some real 
terrible comments about saying that homosexuality was damaging the mind. Is it too late to take the tournament away from them? I think it might be oh, pushing it now, Andy. Yeah, although it was good to hear Seth Blatter say it was a mistake. So yeah, thanks very well, much. Well, that's all right then. Just 17 out of the 22 who voted for Qatar have been banned, indicted, or accused of corruption. Yeah, it's fantastic, yeah. isn't it? Well done. Netflix documentary. Well done football. Yeah, uh, England defender Lottie Wabin May. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Yeah. Moy. She's so. not going, is she? No, she's, well, she's not. not, well, she's not watching. She's it, not yeah. watching it, which is very admirable, but. What happens if England get to the final? You well, no, she said. No, she said she's 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 going to support the team. She wants the team to do well. She's a proud it. England She'll player. If England get to the final, she's going to watch oh, it. I yeah, promise. I'm taking her at her word. <laughs> Good for you. Um, so uh, this yes. afternoon, um, I, yeah, we're going to be chatting to Mark Housie a little bit later on about um, uh, walls not being ten yards away and the impact it can have on your team. Uh, we'll also tell you why Villa's set piece coach. You might have him to thank. Next time the ball curls over the mm. wall into the net for your team. You should be thanking Villa's set-piece coach. We'll tell you more about that when Mark Housie joins us. But, the, you know, in all the technology we got in football, I'm not suggesting we introduce even more, but it would be quite simple technology, mm. and we'll come on to that with Mark. But sometimes manually marking out something um, can be risky in the world of DIY in all aspects of your life, where yeah, you just think, yeah, I'll just do it by eye. I'll just I'll measure it out with my feet. No, I'll just I'll just walk it out. That's roughly a yard, isn't it, lads? <laughs> so uh, we, we're interested in your tales of manually marking out distances and the perils of it. Uh, also, uh, Gerard Piquet signed off last night. A Barcelona were away. He was actually on the bench, but he clearly had a score to settle with uh, the referee, uh, Jesus Hill Manzano. And he'd wanted to tell him this, uh, probably for many years as, uh, as a player. So uh, after he had a pretty poor first half in his eyes and sent off Lewandowski and gave a bit of a dodgy goal at the opposition... Um, he said to the, the referee as he left the field, you are the referee who was most screwed Barcelona. You are the referee. You are the referee. <laughs> you are the ref, he said to him. No, he said, you are the referee who was most screwed Barcelona by some distance. You are a <laughs> disgrace. Oh, yeah. He also used a, a, six, a quite common six-letter insult involving um, the referee's mum and a profession she was involved with. And, <laughs> I mean, honestly, it, it, Chubby Brown would blush at, at this phrase that yeah. seems to roll yeah, off the tongue in Spanish. His last game, you know, just yeah. he had to lose nothing. So he got, he got sent off without yeah. kicking a ball in his... That's his, la- his last ever... Have, yeah, his last ever involvement off. was that, after he'd got the red card, was those, those six words... Mm. Um, so anyway, we'd love to hear from you today about your last day at work. A memorable but quite disastrous last day at work, um, much like Gerard Piquet. Plus they manually marked out distances. And the West Indies spinner, Andy, have brought him to our attention today. Dennis Bully plays for the Jamaican Scorpions. Jamaican <laughs> Dennis Scorp- Bully. Dennis Bully. You wanna get, you've got some TV formats. You think you might fancy a yeah, bit of TV I haven't, work. but... <laughs> Oh, you haven't? No, I haven't. Oh, okay. Well, you put your back into that, <laughs> didn't, didn't you? No. But you think you think the listeners will be able to come yeah, up with do, something? Yeah. All right, then. <laughs> Let your imagination run wild. TV format for Dennis Bully. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Well, Hawksby, Andy Jacobs here on Talk Sports. And Andy and I have had a sneak peek of a new documentary. You'll catch on mm. Sky very soon. It's, uh, yeah, absolutely fantastic. It's on the subject of Sir Jeff Hurst. Hurst, the first and only. Mm. And before we you know, chat to Jeff and the... Matt Lorenzo, the producer. Uh, let's um, hear a little bit of the trailer. The game don't make professional footballers like Jeff Hurst anymore. If you say to anyone in football, hat-trick, World Cup, you know what they're going to come back with. 
crazy thing is, I think there's more recognition of what we achieved than there's ever been. Anything can happen, and that belief to keep going, that hat-trick stands for all of that. Records are there to be broken, but it's going to be a tough one to break. Yes, Jeff. Of course, mm. the only man to have scored three goals in a World Cup final back in, well, I think it was '66, wasn't it? I think it might have been. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're delighted to say joining us now yeah. the uh, producer uh, Matt Lorenzo and indeed Jeff Hurst. Good afternoon to you both. Good afternoon. afternoon. Yeah, Good congratulations afternoon. because it's it's a really fantastic film. We both enjoyed it tremendously. Yeah. And, and uh, Jeff, are you are you pleased with it? Come on, Matt's on the other end of the line. Bear that in <laughs> mind. But I think I think you are, aren't you? Yes, it's it's good. I think we you look at it from a different perspective as viewers and producers than you do as the person that the, the documentary on. I was reasonably happy with it. But to be honest with you, as long as my wife didn't criticise me for doing anything any stupid in the <laughs> in the two or three days I was filming, then I'm okay. In fact, the interesting thing was when around her first comment from seeing it, she thought Matt did a very good job interviewing me. He asked the right questions. Mm. So I've told Matt that, and he's, he's naturally thrilled to bits. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you what's interesting about this film. It's a well-told tale. We, we know the facts. We know what happened. Everybody does. It's a part of our history. But here with this documentary, you feel inside it. It feels like with you, Jeff, as the chief eyewitness to history. Yes, it's, it, as I said, it's difficult for me as, as a subject to, to look at it from that perspective in, in many respects. Only the, the third parties like yourselves and uh, can look at it and, and see whether they like it or they enjoy it. I think but what was important, which came out quite strongly in, in the, the documentary, was uh, there's much more to a person than just their, just their, their business life, I mean, in terms of football. And I think you, do, you really have to... Um, I think my wife was surprised that I went into to a fair bit of depth about the, my family side... Mm. But I think you, you, you really have to if you're going to have a, a proper documentary about anybody particularly. Mm. So there were some difficult moments when we got on to talking about members of my family who, who sadly passed. But um, she, my, my wife thought in talking, in, in discussing that, my, my voice was very weak. And I think, I, I think partly because I was getting a, a tiny bit emotional when I, I touched on eight of my teammates, uh, some are no longer here, of course, and, and to members of my family. Absolutely. Matt, um, again, a passion project for you, mm. uh, as was your, your fine documentary on, on Bobby Moore. The, the, the difference, of course, this time is that, uh, thankfully, Jeff was still with us, so you could sit down and have that one-to-one -one conversation. That's a bonus. Yeah. <laughs> that's a bonus. <laughs> well, that's a bonus certainly for you. And, a, and a, you know, a, Definitely a bonus. From, as a documentary maker, it made it, it made it a different kind of story, didn't it, Matt? I'm um, sorry, I'm having uh, trouble hearing you, but I'm not being enigmatic with my side. <laughs> Are you? Can you hear us now? I'll take He's that as struggling. a no. Okay, look, we'll try. We'll try and work out things. We'll keep chatting with Jeff. Um, yeah, that was a very mm. poignant moment, Jeff. I mean, all the, the, mm. there was. The, I can understand your voice did get weak, and you were understandably emotional talking about your, your daughter and, and your brother. But also, that, that was a very poignant moment when you sat there with Matt and just looked at that picture. Of, of of the boys of '66, that team, and I think we not just you. We all realise that so many of the guys are, are no longer with us. Yes, that's tough. That's tough. Not only during the documentary to look at the picture of the of the, uh, the team, but it's tough almost every day when I look at photographs, uh, which I've re retained over the years and different in playing matches and golf days we spent together. And almost every time I, I pick up a picture now, which I've got loads of indoors here. 
picking it up, it, it, uh, it is quite difficult. Certainly in the last, you know, two to three years during the pandemic. Um, yeah, so it's, and it, we were, it, it illustrates really one of the reasons why we were successful. We, we were part of a, a terrific team. It's the teamwork and camaraderie, which is fundamentally very important um, for uh, any, any team, any level, and certainly international level, uh, to be successful. And of course, we didn't just play the, the World Cup final together. We stayed together for many, many years, almost every, for the next 20, 30 years, playing a golf, a golf day every, every year, a couple of days away with our wives, playing golf. The wives went shopping. And we did that up until maybe two or three years ago, of course, when the numbers started to, to dwindle. So as one, one of the wives of one of the players, when we, we spoke about her, um, them recently, talked about uh, the family, calling it a family. I think that, that's, that's a lovely word and sums it up exactly how we felt about each other. Now we should trust the silver service because Jeff has mastered the technology. But the, <laughs> the uh, stripling that is Matt Lorenzo now joins us, joins us on the phone. Hello, <laughs> on the old tech. Hello, Matt. Hello. <laughs> I don't know what he said about me now. I know that Judith thought I was great, and I'll, yeah. I'll go with that. We can leave the conversation yeah. now. He's, right. Yeah, he's, he's not keen. No, he is. He loves One thing I would say <laughs> to you, Matt, is that of course this is great for West Ham fans, and part of the film is about how much this is part of the club's history and. You see Mark Noble and Declan Rice and even Russell Brand and I did feel that the film should be on sale in the West Ham Club shop. Well, it probably will be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we did address the, the matter of whether West Ham won the World Cup or not and I think <laughs> we proved conclusively that we did. I'm sorry about that but it just had to be done. Yeah. Listen, let me just tell you one thing. England may win the World Cup again. We've got a chance this year but not, and whether a Premier League club will supply three players mm. in an England World Cup winning team. <laughs> yeah. Not just the three players, but the captain in Morrow and the two goal scorers in Hurst and Peters. That will take some doing. So no, you can quite understand true. why Hammers fans quite uh, uh, jokingly say that West Ham won the World Cup. Yeah, absolutely. There's a lovely section on did it cross the line, which of course is the main. Yes, the I think story. I think we've all uh, we all we basically we've decided it it did. I don't the, know, did. the German players involved <laughs> Matt had a slightly different uh, take on it, of course. Uh, they were very funny um, mm. because they obviously disagree on that. But what was lovely about them is their enthusiasm. They were back in the match. And just a quick anecdote: we went to see uh, Wolfgang Weber. He pulled out of the interview, and Tony Woodcock, who fixed it all for us forced him into entertaining us at his flat. And uh, just as we were finishing the interview, his daughter came home and said, this is amazing. And we said, why is that? She said, because he can't remember what he did yesterday. He's uh, suffering from dementia, but he's back in that match and it was just wonderful to see him talking. Wow. So that was lovely. Yeah, that wow. is nice. And Paul Haywood, I thought it was a very funny moment, Matt, when he, he, he sort of finally said, look, it wasn't a goal, and you called him a traitor. <laughs> Joking. <laughs> I called him something worse than that, but we have to let it out. It was funny. The, the other thing that stands out, Jeff, is that I, I don't think many of those boys, if we if England do win this World Cup in Qatar, they come back and then six years later find themselves yeah, signing on. That was just shocking that, that mm. you know, you and a lot of players of that era finished football and and found yourselves kind of out of work. Yeah, it was, it was quite... Uh, it wasn't unusual for me saying that about uh, signing on. It wasn't an unusual time when, naturally, during, the, the, during those years when we played, and even prior to our era, the money was very, very tight. And when you finished up playing, you hadn't really substantially earned enough to, to retire on. And you virtually had to go almost straight out of work, staying in the game or going outside the game. 
I stayed in the game for a short period of time, which finished uh, at Chelsea in April the 23rd, 1981, I think. And then I, I, I then decided and found that I could earn as good a living outside the game uh, and then stayed outside the game then for 20-odd years in, in the warranty business and then retired myself 20 years later in about 2002. Oh, it's incredible, isn't it? Really, mm. the, the, you know. As I said, the guys are set up for life these days. And just finally, Jeff, on the on the England front, the squad's announced tomorrow. We take it Harry Kane will definitely be on the plane. We'll find out at two o'clock tomorrow. But of the other options, striking options for England, are there any? I mean, we've got sort of Callum Wilson, Dominic Calvert Lewin, Rashford starting to score goals again for Manchester United. Anybody take your fancy? Well, I think it's, it's difficult to really, uh, outside of Harry, I mean, it's, other, the players you mentioned are, are very good players. I don't think anybody, any of them have really have necessarily, during the opportunities they've had, although limited, have really come up and said, well, I'm, I'm here if Harry's not around. But I think what we certainly need to do, if we don't have anybody that can replace Harry up front, who, uh, if Harry gets injured or substituted... I think we've got to find some more goals from, from other areas of the park, certainly in the middle of the park. And I've spoken to Declan Rice on this uh, some months ago. We need players that can nick a few goals. And in our time, we had three or four midfield players that could score goals. Martin Peters was a, his record, 57 games, 20 goals for England. Bobby Charlton, yeah. 100 games, one in two at international level from midfield. And, those, those, and he scored two in the semi-final, of course. So I think we just need, not relying too much on Harry, because if he gets injured or so on, we need players not just up front who are going to replace him, but one or two goals nicked from, from the middle of the park. Yeah, Your, um, your stats mm. weren't bad, basically one in two for both club and country. We see that in the film. Yeah, absolutely. And Matt, um, 13th of November, it's going out on Sky, is that right? Yeah, this Sunday at 7 o'clock. Fantastic, and I'm sure it'll be available then to download. Enjoy it. Well, uh, great to talk to you both. Enjoy the World Cup. Thank you, Matt. Thank you, Sir Jeff. All the best. Thank you. Thank you. Cheers, Matt. Thank you. There we are. There's Sir Jeff Hurst there, Matt Lorenzo, the producer of the film. Uh, and it's called, uh, yes, Hurst, the first and only, as Matt said, yeah. Sunday, 7 o'clock. On it's such a unique achievement in the men's game. And uh, yeah. the film poses the thought, you, you, you say it'll never happen again. It is hard to envisage. And I thought, yeah, unless Norway get to the World Cup final in Oslo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then somebody quite, might score three in possibly. a final. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. We've got the midterms going on in the States uh, at the moment, Andy, as I'm sure mm. you were. All sorts of other uh, local elections going on at the same time. And they were looking... Uh, for the uh, a new treasurer in uh, Alabama, uh, oh, yeah. and it was won. Congratulations to him by Young Boozer. <laughs> really, Young, as in Young, <laughs> young Boozer, B O O Z E R. So, congratulations <laughs> to Young Boozer. If you prefer your boozers a bit older, <laughs> Alan Brazil on the Sports <laughs> Breakfast uh, tomorrow morning from uh, six o'clock. But well I done to well done to Young. <laughs> Young boozer. Sometimes you just bring mm. people a new story for the sake of it. Of well, yeah, I've got some news as well. Turkey fans may mm. face a vegan Christmas as avian flu sends prices soaring. According yeah. to the star. Turkey fans, do they support Fenerbahce and Galatasaray? I think they do, yeah. Big turkey fans. <laughs> I've got a half and half turkey and chicken scarf. <laughs> I haven't made my mind up. A turkey and goose. <laughs> Um, I've got news from the court circular. Oh, good, yeah, uh, yeah. The Earl of Wessex uh, held a meeting with Miss Ruth Marvel. I don't know if she brought him any comics. <laughs> I don't think, I think she, she, did. she did. Part of the franchise. <laughs> did, uh, what, what was the meeting about? Uh, let's have a look. Uh, what are they chatting about? Uh, the Duke of Edinburgh's award. 
Avengers Assemble. <laughs> she's, she's the chief executive officer. Oh, nice. Okay. And um, we talked earlier on about um, how the Villas uh, set piece coaches realised mm. that referees generally were only marking out eight yard walls instead of ten, which is why Villa kept hitting the wall, even though in pra- in training they they were flying over the wall. So now they've told the referees, and it looks like we're going to get ten yard walls. So you should thank Villas set piece coach <laughs> next time you score from one. Um, we were looking at options. Um, yeah, use a ten yard stick mm. like. They do Doing American football, says Bill. Uh, I mean, yeah, potentially, but you haven't got to bring a stick onto the pitch. We said just do it one of the things that state agents use, a little infrared thing, because it does matter. But um, Russ in Fairham says, what about if the lines on the grass were cut at one and two metres? The trouble is, of course, if the infringement happens between the two, (laughs) you're still doing it by eye, aren't you, really? it's, It's the old story. Whatever you do to change something... Coaches will exploit yeah. it or somehow it won't work. That's, That's true. Problem, you know, with all of this. Jared Piquet got sent off in his uh, last game, his last involvement in the game for Barcelona. Mm. He wasn't even on the pitch, he was on the bench and he let the referee have a volley and got a red card from the bench at half-time. And we wanted to know about your um, eventful last days at work. And this comes from Matt Drabble, who, is, um, who left the job we're just about to talk about, has become a very successful author. Um, But uh, back in the day, he said, this was when you and Andy were doing the show at 7pm on a Friday. I remember that. He said, I was made redundant from a courier job um, so that my boss could give it to his nephew. And I was very annoyed. So I messaged your show to tell you what what was going on. (laughs) Get it off his chest. (laughs) Unfortunately, my boss was sitting next to me in the van at the time. And it probably would have gone unnoticed. But for some reason, Andy kept repeating my full name (laughs) until my boss finally heard it. Oh, dear. A very awkward uh, two-hour journey then ensued. Well, (laughs) we're glad that you've you've had a very successful career as an author since the courier job, Matt. And uh, thanks for getting in touch with (laughs) you. Thanks for listening for so long. Blimey. Did you see this thing about Novak? Djokovic, the uh, when he was playing in the Paris Masters, and, and a special all, drink, special drink, special all this coffee, secrecy. And it, it, the wife, his wife, has said it's no one else's business, which is fair enough. Yeah, but I was just wondering. Perhaps it's got drops of COVID vaccine in it. <laughs> it's yeah. a surreptitious way of getting vaccinated. No, yeah, not. Charlie Baker's back. I mean, he's well, he's, he he's, he's really. Away. I know. He says, "What about one of those long telescopic CB aerials, like a little? <laughs> you could, well, it could be like the old police well, sticks, couldn't it? To kind of whip it out and it's ten yards long, and then yeah. you then you can fold it out and put it in." Your, your bat belt, which is what they have these days, the referees. That would work. Anything yeah. that's better than measuring it out wrong Just guessing it. If you've got short legs. I mean, John Moss. I'm sure we had quite a few free kicks under John Moss. We were about two yards from the ball. <laughs> Should have given me a yellow card for it. Earn. Do you want a tabloid thesaurus? Here you go. Look at yeah, this. Go on then, yeah. Shoppers are stripping. This is where they, they can't say eggs, or they can't say the word twice. You can't say the same word twice yeah. in a tabloid. So yeah. it says here, shoppers are stripping supermarket shelves. Can I, have they gone with spherical breakfast treat? What have they Fry gone Fry up favourites. Fry up favourites. Okay, and they yeah. also went, uh, the shelves are almost out of the shelled faves. Shelled faves. <laughs> It's great, isn't it? Oh, just say eggs. It must Don't be if you go to tabloid it. school. I mean, there are certain things. If you work, you have <laughs> to you have to school. write about. Come and get me, please. Mm. Don't you? Are there are certain things. Soccer yeah. scrap heaps. That's very true. You have to learn about all of these things in uh, tabloid uh, school. Um, what else have we got? Uh, yes, yeah, Stretch Armstrong is back. I reckon that is it's he? a big market. Oh, really? It's not the big market, but there are, it's a big market in, <laughs> in old vintage toys. Oh, They've become right. very sought after. If you've got an old 1976 Stretch Armstrong, 
uh, they're worth a few quid. Have you got one at home, Andy? I can't say I have. No, okay. I, but I, I just imagine that many of them survive in, you know, because you. I've got. By sort of pulling it all the time. I've got the one that we only sold in the Spurs Club shop. We mentioned it the other day. Stretch Everson. <laughs> Steph Everson, a man like that, that yeah. you could play a ball into his feet <laughs> and he'd still find a way to <laughs> sidestep it and stretch the for stretch. it and do his hammy so he could be out for a couple of weeks. <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Rick Waitman. Good afternoon, Rick. Hello. How are you? Yeah, we're not too bad. Thank you. Let's have a find out a bit more about what you're up to on this uh, grumpy Christmas stocking tour, which is a kind of mix of playing a bit of music and telling some stories, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it's just nice to get out of the whole lockdown bit where people actually go to concerts and feel that they're safe and you're not looking down at a sea of masks so um, I'm looking forward to having a, having a really good moan about everything <laughs> uh, which, which is always the, the nice things to do and it's interesting when you do have a moan about things you look down at the audience and they're all nodding going yeah he's right Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. you were a stalwart not- a grumpy the, the grumpy old men show weren't you yeah, well, I was, uh, for my sins, on every single one of them, which was great fun. Uh, and it's true, the, Stuart Preble, the, the guy who devised it or put it all together, he said that there's a fine line between grumpy and angry. You know, you can, and I think that's the same with, with everything. It's the same in sport as well, where something you go, oh, it's terrible, that's right, and you laugh. And that, if you laugh, it's grumpy. If you get really annoyed and it's angry, that's not that's not really quite so nice. What about uh, you, Andy? Where do you sit on that grumpy. spectrum? Grumpy, grumpy. you're grumpy. Yeah. Grumpy into grumpy angry. until Chelsea lose, and, and then awful. he gets angry. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so, well, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. That's that's true. I mean, and it's it's the same for everything. I mean, I was I was listening this morning about the uh, thing about our our tech our tech being a naughty boy and going outside the the technical area. Hmm. Um, 
I mean, as far as they're all concerned, the whole pitch is their technical area, isn't it? Really, they don't, they don't, they don't care. But uh, but it was it was very true what Danny said about uh, the the fact that unless they make uh, proper punishments, they're going to carry on doing it. So, that, so so basically, it's considered grumpy. What about an electrified fence? They couldn't move from it then. <laughs> or was that was probably a touch trick? Probably a touch trick. Very, very good idea. That's <laughs> yes, the old well, Ken Bates idea. Um, so I think there are some teams that would like an electrified fence around their goal, let alone yeah, yeah no, that's yeah, really around a pitch. So you're starting that in a couple of weeks' time, aren't you? All around the the UK, yeah. Croydon um, onwards, Dartford, Newcastle, Liverpool, all around the country, uh, right until Christmas, more or less. Yeah. So what I do is it's, it's perfectly planned time-wise so that it means that my lovely wife has to do all the work to get Christmas ready. <laughs> uh, I, I'm the way. The... I, I come home and it's done, you see. It's great. Yeah, it's perfect, is it? I see in the notes, though, that amongst the anecdotes and the music, you're going to be playing some festive tunes, uniquely rearranged Waitman style. That's going to be fun, isn't it? Yeah, what I do, I mean, I've I've learned over the years the same way. When I go to a concert, there's certain pieces from whoever it is I'm going to see that I want to hear, and if I don't hear them, I get you know pretty upset. Mm. And there are certain certain pieces people tell us they always like to hear that I do that I was involved with, you know, like Life on Mars, Space Oddity, uh, Morning Is Broken, some Yes pieces and some other bits. So you know, you put those in, and then what I do, I sprinkle in. Some Christmas tunes, which I I sort of rearrange in in uh, in the only way I know how to play, really. Uh, so s- suddenly, with all that thrown in, that's the two hours gone. Yeah, you've also got a gig next February at, at the Palladium, where you're. I say you're going to dust off those capes, and because you're yeah. doing you're doing Six Wives of Henry VIII, King Arthur, Journey oh, wow. to the Centre of the Earth, and some and some yes and, stuff. Yes, you yeah. Oh, hello, Rick. Oh, that's oh, that just, we seem to have lost him there. He suddenly went a His bit, keyboards have exploded. He's got, he's, got a, he's suddenly gone a bit death metal. I think he might be guesting with Napalm Death based on that. It just, oh, dear. It all got a bit slipknot there, didn't it? The vocals at the yeah, end. Yeah, get him back. So uh, we'll try, yeah, I mean, we got you back there, Rick. Sorry, the line went a bit satanic, but I'm glad we've got you back. <laughs> Yeah, the capes are, the capes are coming out, and mm. so I'll because uh, uh, they're always good to put on stage in between my impersonations of Batman. It's great. <laughs> How many? Um, yeah, they were great. They were such a they were such a staple, weren't they? This just and uh, I mean, even though these days a lot of keyboard players you'll play with stacked keyboards, I always think of you mm. one in front of you, one to the side. Absolutely. Is, is that is that something you still do? You'll have them. You'll be surrounded by the keyboards or not? Yeah, I've, I've, the, the the rig that I've been using for about the last. 20 years it's got 14 keyboards so it's it's yeah. it's, it's it's quite it's it's useful to hide behind it anybody wants to throw anything so that would be fun you know I, I tell you what I went out I went out uh, some years ago with a much smaller rig of about four keyboards and the amount of complaints that came through to the website saying what are you doing cheapening everything and I go, it's not, I can do everything with these for yeah. the, no, no, we want to see all the keyboards, you know, so, uh, and I, I must admit, I do like having them all up there. One of the anecdotes, of course, over the years, we didn't you used to have a curry on stage. Now, was that a one-off or was that a regular occurrence when you were, when uh, you were on stage? Well, it, it was a one-off and a bit of an accident. I was, uh, uh, back in, this is back in the 70s, and uh, my my uh, roadie, Toby, used to lie under the, the organ, the Hammond organ, and his main job, really, was to hand me up drinks. I had optics on the side of the organ. <laughs> and... Uh, 
But uh, this one particular, but and it, it was meant to be there in case anything broke down. But if, if it did, he didn't know how to fix it anyway. So it was, it was. But he, there was a Manchester Free Trade Hall. It was, hmm. uh, and uh, we were. I was with Yes, and we were playing um, the album Tales from Topographic Oceans. And on one of the pieces on Tales from Topographic Oceans, I didn't have very much to do. Hmm. Um, so I was having a chat with Toby, and he said. Uh, and I was, he said, what are you doing after the show? And I said, I'm having a curry. And he said, oh, what are you having? And I said, oh, I'm chicken vindaloo, bindi bhaji, bombay aloo, four popadon, a stuffed parata, and pilau rice. And, oh. and then about half an hour later, I'm playing away, and I could smell curry. And you know, when when you've got a takeaway curry in, in, in the brown bags and things, it sort of amplifies the smell. If there's mm. And I went, what are you getting? So I've got your curry. I said, no, after the show. He said, well, I, he said, I suggest you eat it now. It's going to get cold. So I laid it all out over all of the keyboards. <laughs> and, it, and it stunk. And you could hear people in the, or see people in the front were going, what's that? You know, and uh, John came over and had a pop of Dom. Uh, Alan thought it was hilarious. Chris thought it was hilarious. So uh, and it was actually very nice. It was yeah. a very, uh, most, in, most enjoyable. It's but, almost like subliminal it. advertising. Mm. I'm sure they went straight down to Rush Home after that, down in the Curry Mile. If you'd if you'd yeah. be, it definitely would have done, wouldn't they? Oh, I, I don't know what it is. Really I could fancy murder a curry. That would be fantastic. So, Do you um, know what? It was mm. interesting. The number of times I've been been at shows and and somebody who knows the story has sent a curry along. Oh yeah, uh, <laughs> of course. Oh, very have, good. I have fed the crew so many times. It's hilarious. And a couple of nice texts come in. One of the listeners says, I was hearing Rick playing Christmas carols mashed up with popular songs in 2017. It inspired me to take up the piano in my 40s. Um, so there we are. Somebody, somebody's gone back to the keyboard. And uh, Les, the Bristol City fan, says, I saw Rick at the Empire Paul Wembley, 1976, doing King Arthur and the Knights of the Round Table on Ice. That's a, yeah. a whole long story attached to that. When he got to the end there of the show, is. he did the whole of the journey at the centre of as the encore. I missed my train back to Bristol. Ended up getting the early train to Newport, sleeping on the station, getting home 10 o'clock in the morning without my parents knowing I wasn't home. I was only 15, says, uh, and he's a big he's a big fan. So, yeah, great stories. And foot, we just look, before I let you go, football-wise, Rick, I mean, yeah. we know you're a big City fan. You're a big Brentford fan as well, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, each other this weekend. I know. It's a tough one. Mm. It's a tough I mean, I suppose if I'm going to sit on the fence, a draw would be good. But uh, um, but City beat Brentford twice, obviously home and away. Uh, but you know this season has been so weird. You look at the result; they just don't make sense half of them. It's been a, a, one of the weirdest seasons I can remember, with with uh, sides winning games they shouldn't, sides losing games they shouldn't. Uh, and I just think it makes it absolutely fascinating. So you just almost don't know what, what what's going to happen these days, which is great. I, I mean, I've I've got a lot I've got a lot of time for. Obviously, Pep Guardiola is a genius. Uh, Thomas Franks, I think, is establishing himself as one of the best young upcoming managers that there is. Uh, he's honest. He's straight. Um, I mean, even what he had to say after the Gillingham game last night was quite quite amusing. I thought he's a uh, he, he he's very honest. I, th- I think he, he's a, he and Brentford are a breath of fresh air, and I think they'll, they'll have a they'll have a go at, at Man City. They always have a go. Uh, that, that's what I like about it, and, yeah. it, and it's great. But uh, I won't be either the Brentford or uh, City tomorrow. I'm actually off to uh, to see Leiston 
uh, Leicester FC oh. or in the Southern League North. They, uh, I go there. I go there quite often. It's quite quite near to where I live, oh, and right. it's a it's a great standard of football. And and it and I I love. Uh, and it's one of the reasons why I like the early rounds of the FA Cup and things. Some of the teams and some of the grounds, and it's it's so special. So yeah. I should be off. I should I should be off there on Saturday. Nice one. That's very romantic. Uh, last night, you may be interested to know that David Beckham was at Brentford Gillingham. Yeah. And I was thinking, why would David Beckham go? To, I was thinking, what are they going to sign him in January, like Ericsson? Yeah. <laughs> what about that? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. I didn't know. I, did, I didn't know it well. Yeah, I think he could he could still do it. It was never about pace with him anyway. Maybe he's still. Getting still come no. on and take the free kicks. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Yes, as a, we're not with you tomorrow from one, myself and Charlie. We're going to bring you the birthday spread a day earlier than usual. It's a pretty mm. simple game. If you're only able to listen on a Wednesday, you've never heard it before. It's 10 birthdays. Um, Andy has uh, curated these from the week. I love the idea of something can only listen on Can only on listen a on a Wednesday. Any chance they get <laughs> day off. Maybe work at the weekend. Oh, yeah, that's possible. And uh, so we have 10 birthdays. It's the job of myself and Charlie to try and guess the ages of these people. Some will know. Some we won't. Um, and, of course, a margin of error will be. We won't get them absolutely spot on every time. And the one with the shortest margin of error over 10 birthdays is uh, is the winner. Um, mm. I'm slightly in the lead, I think, in games, but that will be confirmed in a moment by our official scorer, Jeff Peters. But let's say hello to Charlie Baker first. How are you, Charlie? This, disingenuous. I think I'm slightly in the lead. Well, um, I'm, just, I'm not sure. Games already. Didn't we get that confirmed? That's just, all. just to confirm, yes. Charlie, that uh, after yes. I, I take everything you say very seriously, I will not be looking at Paul. I'm sort of facing away from him, so he can't get yeah. my reaction never, to any of the guesses. Thank you, Andy. And he's got a real... No. Poker face. So you can never really tell. So I, even if I do look at him, he'd never give it away. I've been hit with a poker. <laughs> uh, Jeff Peters keeps score from his nerve centre. There it is, that phone again. It's Paul oh. 35, Charlie 15. Oh, um, okay. Slightly more than I thought. Great yeah. to hear Rick Waitman. Yeah. Um, I saw Hello. him in concert in Leicester. Uh, we actually went for a curry after. I can't remember if I had steak and chips or not. Yeah, you probably did. Yeah, yeah. probably did. But yeah. w- just what an incredible guy. Brilliant stories. Yeah, we went to, just yes. to, we went to the, one of the finest curry houses in this country, in Leicester. And... Uh, Jeff had steak and chips. But, it was on uh, the menu. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was. It was on the menu. <laughs> Why not? Um, so, um, Charlie, how are you feeling about it? Are you feeling confident today? Well, I'm, I'm, in, the, uh, I'm in the motherland. I'm in Devon. As oh. we speak, going to, going to talk United versus Dorking Wanderers tonight. Beautiful. So I'm hoping that the Devon... I've just, I'm at my mum and dad's, actually. And I've just opened a drawer and I found my old under-13 Rugby Cup winners 1988 wow, trophy. So. Nice. I'm gonna I'm gonna hold on to that during it. It's inspired and, uh, you. Well, good. I think I think it is, me, yeah. it is written. Oh, and now you found that. We'll get a cool <laughs> subject out of that next week. Yeah. yeah. Pele always <laughs> Pele always joins us. Of course he does. Ah, oh. So there's ten new birthdays, Jeff. You were telling Andy. There's yeah, no recycling going yeah, on. Yeah, it's it's a mm. no no repeat birthday spread. Fantastic. Yeah, you're wow. gonna find out why in a minute. <laughs> Here we go. Okay. Are we ready? Yeah, of course we are. Okay, yes. the first uh, birthday of the week is the singer-songwriter Peter Noon. Peter Noon. Oh, oh yeah. And he went to Iceland yeah. recently and didn't have the necessary documents to get in the country. Yeah. Fortunately, former Palace defender Haridason was on hand to provide the correct paperwork. Thank goodness for Herman's permits. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what a Very fan. good. Beautifully put together, Herman's, Herman's permits. <laughs> Peter Noon. Yeah. 
we're only talking about him. I saw him at sort of some sort of Disney park. It was that him really playing there with an oh, American session band. Anyway, mm, yeah. woke up this morning feeling fine. I'd say <laughs> it is. He's got to be uh, eighty. Eight oh blind eighty. What do you yeah. think, Charlie? Peter, no one. I like to call him. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. uh, I thought eighty-two. I wrote eighty-two. Okay. It says he's only seventy-five. Oh, sorry. Mm. Oh, something tells me I'm into something. <laughs> yeah, it was coming. Good. It was coming. He didn't sound like that though. And it was about seven or eight years ago. The milk him. today. Yeah. <laughs> I know what. No, no. Sunshine girl. Something's <laughs> happening. My sentimental friend. I've got Wikipedia up. Yeah, I thought you might have done. Yeah, yeah. Just basically shouting out old songs. So what's that done to the yeah. scores, Jeff? Paul five, Charlie seven. Five seven. Yeah. Okay. okay, on to Charlie. The alternate, of course. Charlie. Yeah. Right, Charlie. It's the singer and actor Art Garfunkel. Oh yeah. And about, oh yeah. Lovely. A, yeah. About a year ago, he won a, a Denver State Gallantry Medal for saving the life of a former Chelsea and Man City left back who was about to plunge into the Colorado Rapids. Yeah. Yes, he saved <laughs> Wayne Bridge over troubled water. Oh, that's still nice. Oh, yeah. Lovely. Yeah. Good. Art Garfunkel. Art Garfunkel. Yeah, yes, Art Garfunkel. Yeah, oh, not Art Garfunkel. Uh, I'm going to say that Art Garfunkel is yeah. also in his 80s. Like I'm going to say I'm going to say he's 81. 81. Yeah, I think he must be around that. I'm going to go 82. 81. Spot Ooh. on. Get <laughs> Yeah, 81. Um, so Paul won out on that moves on to zero, doesn't it? Yeah, <laughs> he wishes on, you. Yeah, we haven't wish. changed that rule yet, Charlie. I'm afraid, but maybe we will at some point. <laughs> yes, direct it's... hits should get two points, I think, or something like that. Yeah. Two. Yeah. How minus. does that work? We don't play on a points, points basis. Good job. You're not the arbiter of the rule. Get two points. <laughs> that adds actually adds a margin of error. <laughs> <laughs> Makes it worse. That's not right. You're penalised for getting it spot. <laughs> Sorry, Jeff. What's the score? Uh, so it's Paul six, Charlie seven, and I've got a topper. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For, for Art Garfunkel. Okay. Here okay. we go. Here we we'll, go. Be the, we'll be the judge of that. Yeah. Here, we, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> yeah. Did you like it? What was it? It was the sound of silence. <laughs> oh, oh, hey. hey. Very nice. Yeah. Very yeah, good. Here all week. Excellent. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, seven, six. Back to me then first. Okay. Uh, the actor and impressionist from Spitting Image, Steve Nallen. Steve, Steve Nallen. Nallen. Yeah. Yeah. Steve. Yeah. And, uh, Steve's just landed the morning show on a Sao Paulo sports radio station. Yeah. You must have heard the Nallen Brazil sports breakfast. Oh, it's very good. <laughs> yeah. Steve Nallen. Um, I'll gig with him. I'll yeah, Margaret. Uh, Marvellous. Not Margaret. <laughs> Margaret <Marvelous> Thatcher. Marvellous <laughs> Margaret Thatcher impersonation. You can see how that happened. Was he a boxer? Marvellous Absolutely. Absolutely. She was very good. Marvellous. Yeah. I remember her fight against uh, John the Hitman Major. Um, I'd say um, uh, Steve Nallen, 67. <laughs> I remember a big fight with up yours, Delors. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, 67. <laughs> what did you say? Have I been a bit unkind? He's older than that. Is he older? I'm going to say, I think, well, I think he's a bit older than that, but I want to stay in the game. So I'm going to say 68. No, he's only 62, Steve. Oh, sorry, Steve. Make him feel bad. Andy, I thought you were going to go down the Nalondor route. 
there. Well, oh, nice. That's nice. Yeah, yeah. Done that, Maybe right next there. year. Write that down. Maybe <laughs> next year. Yeah, so yeah, what's yeah. the scores, Jeff? Paul, you're five out on to 11. Charlie, six out. He's on to 13. Two in it after three. 13, 11. Okay, here we go. Okay, he's the documentary filmmaker from Super Size Me. I love that documentary in 2004. Morgan Spurlock. Morgan Spurlock. Yeah, yeah. He had the honour last summer, actually, of signalling the start of play at Lords for the test match. It was great to hear Bell and Spurlock. Oh, yeah. Okay, yes, quite niche, isn't it? No, he's very niche, yeah. Terry Spurlock. Terry Spurlock. Terry Spurlock. Spurlock Hard Holmes. man, yeah. Oh, That's man, right, yeah, Spurlock, yeah, yeah. He'd stuff a McDonald's yeah. in your face, wouldn't he, if he got the wrong side? <laughs> Is it me? Is it it's me? you, it's you, yeah. Yeah, yeah 52. Uh, 55. 52? Two oh. direct oh! It's almost, it's almost as if he's got a couple of newspapers in front of him. <laughs> I mean, I would never say... I would never suggest oh, that, Charlie. I know you better than that. I'm just saying. Person. I'm just saying it's almost <laughs> as if. I'm what not a saying. Terrible I'm person. not saying it is. It is if. Uh, nice guy persona. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Two direct hits. I'm just saying. Last time you played remotely, you had quite a lot of direct hits. But maybe, I'm maybe I'm maybe standing from, in my mum and dad's. I may wa- maybe away from a the member pr- of our staff is with him. I may- <laughs> <laughs> like, he wants to be a millionaire. <laughs> we have We don't have that kind of budget, <laughs> do we? Really. All I've got Sam here is Jamie a ukulele. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, Yeah, okay, beautiful. You've got George Formby. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So what's the scores, Jeff? Uh, Charlie takes the lead. He's on 13 and uh, Paul's are on 14. 13, 14. Okay, (laughs) next birthday then. Going in half-time. Here we go. Going in half-time. It's the fine actor, British actor, Nigel Havers. Nigel Havers. Lovely. He's got a great new sideline, actually, producing delicious bite-sized cheesy snacks. Has he really? He must have tried Nigel's quavers. Oh, uh, (laughs) (laughs) that's... old's Nigel Havers. He he looks so young, doesn't he? He looks so young, that's the thing. He does. 79. What do you yeah, think, Charlie? Like, I think I think that's about right. Yeah, I'm going to. But I'm probably older than mm. seventy-eight. Stay in the game. Seventy-one. Oh, okay. we're, we're, we're aging people, aren't if we? You're listening, listening, Nigel. Yeah. If you're listening, Nigel. Well, tell you what, we are. He's sitting there <laughs> in a really pub with Steve Nallen, like really, <laughs> really going to come and see us after the show. Um, <laughs> what's the scores then, Jeff? As we go into half time, Paul, you're eight out on that one, so you're on to twenty-two. Charlie, seven out. He's on to twenty. So two in it at the halfway wow. stage. Fantastic. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Welcome back to the second half of the birthday spread. Uh, delicately poised, 22 to me, 20 to Charlie. Charlie just slightly in the lead. Hope you're doing all right in today's spread, putting us to shame. Um, Charlie's mm. going to lead us off for the sixth birthday, and here's Pele. He's back. He's had a cup of tea. Let's go. Yes, it's the Conservative MP for Yeovil, Minister for Exports, September to October 2022. What's so long? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Brilliant, mate. It's been the nature of the recently. Marcus Fish. My wonderful ah. month. Marcus yes. Fish, MP yeah. for Yeovil. He's just opened a restaurant mm. in Yeovil, actually. It had to close down almost immediately when he couldn't decide on what type of food to sell with his partner, Sir Chips Keswick. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Sir Chips oh. and Marcus Fish. Um, <laughs> Yeah. What do you think then, Sir Mark? Is he a sir? Yeah. No, Sir Chips Keswick. Yeah, okay, Marcus Fish. <laughs> that is Chips. Um, that's the sort of person they 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 vote in in Yeovil because they can understand his name. Yeah. Fish, I know all the fishes. Um, <laughs> fish. And he could be like twenty-two or he could be eighty-two. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go fifty-eight. 
I think he might be a bit younger. Um, oh. for, for, I think I'm just guessing. I don't know who he is. 46. <laughs> don't you know him? Don't you remember him as Minister for Exports? It was September a September to October. It was a very memorable <laughs> month. I mean, I really should <laughs> remember him. <laughs> so, for, I say 48, didn't I? 50. Yeah. 46, you 46. said. 46. Oh, well done, Jeff. He's 52. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, okay. We're well, in Harvey well, Harvey. Bang in the middle. What's that done to the scores, Jeff? So you're both six out. Paul on to 28. Charlie on 26. And Colin Hives has tweeted, can I ask how much time Andy puts into the jokes on the birthday spread? Um, oh, wow. Quite a long time. Yeah. Longer than you'd imagine, unfortunately. <laughs> Based on the evidence. I get the sarcasm of the question. Don't yeah, worry about it, mate. He does. Oh, I mean, this, this, wow. I think the way he constructs these, it, it's an art. I mean, it, it, it's, not, yeah. it's not easy. I like to sew a story, you know. I do. It's, it's you take, really, yeah. you, weave, you weave patterns. Um, okay. <laughs> what, 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 what's, I'm sure the listener felt that. What, what's next, then? Um, I'm up next, Andy. It's Lord Mark McInnes of Kilwinning. And uh, <laughs> yes, he's the special advisor to the Prime Minister on the uh, Union. Oh no, <laughs> no, he actually lasted a year. Oh, okay. And the Scottish Conservative Unionist Party he was the director from 2003 to 21. 2003 oh, to 21. But he had a good long time in the job. Yeah, but before he became a peer, the producers of The Voice wanted him to go on the show. Yeah, but he only agreed after he'd become ennobled. They said to him, you only sing when you're kill winning. Yeah, that's, that's very true. <laughs> you try it, mate. Yeah. 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 Oh, he's turned on that listener now. He wants his address. He wants his address. Going to go around. Colin going Hives is getting a memo right now. <laughs> Colin Colin Hives. Hives. He's definitely getting, getting a jokes, memo. Getting, getting Colin, jokes you, written about horrible Hives. Colin Hives. <laughs> Colin, if you see... Oh, a, come, out, come out in Hives. Yeah, if you see a little smart car sitting outside your house tonight about midnight, you'll know who it is. Um, watching you come and go. <laughs> I'd say uh, 70, 70 blind 70, Andy. Yeah, I was thinking, I was genuinely thinking 71. Okay. Well, surprisingly, and this is not your fault because he, he held the job as yeah. Conservative Unionist from 12. He's 46. Oh, okay. Yeah, oh, my God. That's yeah. terrible. But you were, damaged the average. You were similarly out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Started the job in the 30s, the Doogie Hauser of that. Anyway, so what, what's that done at the scores, Jeff? Paul, you're 24 out, wow. so you move on to 52. Charlie, 25 out. He moves on to 51. Ooh. One in it, three to go. Wow, what wow, a game. What a game. Ding dong do. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. She's a singer-songwriter. Mm-hmm. Uh, Royals was her big hit in 2013. Oh, yeah. I can't say I've heard of her. Lord. Oh, yeah, Lord. Yeah. Lord. Lord, yeah. yes. Yeah. Lord I, above. I, I look, had to look her up, actually, and apparently what she does, she likes to uh, put prospective band members uh, through an audition that lasts from Monday to Friday. Yeah. There's nothing better than a five-day test at Lord's. Yay. <laughs> what do we reckon, then, Charlie? Lord. Uh, she's good, Lord. Good, Lord. Um, oh, yeah. uh, I'm going to say 31. I'll go about 33. 26. Oh, Lord. Wow, she'd have hit at 16. Did Young you? Lord. Yeah. I'm for Tim Key, that, isn't it? So, uh, what's, <laughs> what's that down to the scores, Jeff? Paul, seven out onto 59. Mm. Charlie, five out onto 56. Three in it. Wow, okay. Oh. Good to oh. For the ninth birthday. Here we go. Okay. Uh, he's the conductor, Daniele Gatti. Daniele Gatti. Gatti. And Never he had, been on his bus. No, he had the honour of conducting the orchestra at the best dinner dance of the last hundred years. Unfortunately, he had to pull out on the day. Yes, Gatti completely missed the ball of the century. Hey, <laughs> hey brilliant. That's very nice. That's Excellent. Very good.
Take that, Colin Hives. Colin Hives, take that and stick it where the sun don't shine. Brilliant. Andy, Andy, I can I can tell there's no repeats this week. You've really moved on with your work. He has. I think he's found a new level. He really has. Jeff's like your hype man, isn't he? He's found his voice. Um, Daniele Gatti, 62. This could be a big turning point, this, Charlie. Yeah. What does moment. he do? I wasn't listening He's to what he did for a conductor. 73 at uh, Hammersmith Broadway to Stone. You're in common. <laughs> I see. Yeah. 62, Daniele Gatti, you said. Oh, and I've got th- you had a real I've chance got... to take it away from me. I just, sometimes I said, sometimes you you're caught. You're like Antonio Conte in this game. I haven't said anything yet. Okay, well, you said, I thought you said what I said. I thought you said, I said one off of me. Yet. Oh, okay, fair That's enough. I've talked him into being bold now. Was that reverse psychology? Okay. I can't say that. <laughs> I haven't said anything yet. What do we think? Let's go. I'm gonna Gatti. I'm gonna say I've got three to play. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say sixty-eight. He's sixty-one. Ooh, oh so wrong way Actually Eagles. that's not done me any favours. I've got a lead off on the last birthday. So technically that's worked well for Charlie. Oh, yeah, so what's, good, what yeah, are the scores, yeah. Jeff? Charlie seven out moves on to sixty-three. Yeah. Uh, Paul one out, you're on to sixty. So Paul, uh, you lead by three. This time yeah. last year in the spread, yeah. Charlie led by sixteen wow. going into the oh. final round and lost. And lost. Still blew it. Okay. Yeah, 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 but yeah, yeah. I, I, as I'm in, as I'm at the shortest mm. margin of error, I do have to go first on the last birthday yeah. to lay down a marker. So advantage, Charlie, mm. you would say with three in it. Here we go. Final birthday of the week, and this is a tie break. Is the economist Keith Griffin. Economist Keith, Keith Griffin, yeah. And he's also famous, uh, Keith, for his uh, delicious lamb casseroles and oh, yeah. hot pots mm. that he makes all winter. That's why we call him Stewie Griffin. Yeah. <laughs> oh, nice. We're going to have to be nice. quick because Andy and... Uh, all right. And, and, okay. yeah, I'm going to go 64. Ooh. So you want to be obviously 60 yeah, or yeah, 68, yeah, yeah. Charlie. Whatever you want. Yeah. 60. <laughs> Wrong way, Regals, is it? Oh, 84. 84. And who cares what the score was? Every week. Wrong way, Every Regals. Week. Every we, week. We've got to go, Charlie. We'll see you next week. Enjoy the game tonight. Uh, Talky dorking this evening. Thank you, Jeff. Thanks very much for that. 87 80. Paul leads 36 15. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Well, there we are. That was this afternoon's show. Um, an England special tomorrow around the uh, England squad announcement for the World Cup. You'll hear from Gareth Southgate. Uh, so that's all from one. So we're back on Friday and we'll have the clips yep. of the week and we'll reflect on that squad and all sorts of other stuff as we head into the final weekend of the Premier League and Championship seasons so far. I uh, do hope you can join us then. If not, the podcast will be available at four o'clock. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 